0: Fucking locked in right now. How y'all feeling? Yeah. Shit, we finna try that shit again, man. How y'all feeling? Come on. Yeah. Shit, we will have to do that shit three times. How the fuck is y'all feeling? Ah, yeah.
1: shit, we fucking around. It's a lot of beautiful black people in the building. You know what I'm shit. talking about? You know i saying I know my curls look luxurious. On that my black shit, really, you, you know.
0: My nigga got a fresh fade, you feel me? You see that shit? It's like he got a pick and I got I got a pick and he got a weight brush. So it's like you feel me? Best God,
2: of <laughs> this, this shit is so
1: amazing, like, it's been a oh, long time shit. coming. I'm so fucking excited, I'm so juiced. I see a lot of familiar faces and a lot of unfamiliar faces, so, you know, I think that's a nice little blend. How many of y'all here familiar with the Hella Black Podcast? Make some noise. That's cool, I don't really fuck with them niggas, for real.
0: They kinda hey, weird sometimes.
1: <laughs> oh God, if y'all wouldn't have made no noise, I, I wouldn't have been mad because I damn near don't listen to this shit myself. <laughs> So, you know, it, it's all love, mm-hmm. man. But if you are familiar with the Hella Black Podcast, then you already know we pushing that real black, revolutionary politic. This is a safe, inclusive black space for all people. We just want to put that out there right now. For so all if ain't all fucking people, with all of us and none of us, you feel me, you might, you know, the door's back there. I think there's an emergency exit right there, too, you know what I'm saying, but, you
2: know.
1: We rockin', if you ain't rocking for all black people, you feel me,
0: but we trying to learn, too, you know what I'm saying? Hey, so, this is this our
1: second live show in the town, man. And it's, it's wild. We back home, baby. <laughs> yeah, just last year we was doing uh, thank you, I appreciate it. Uh just last year we did Oaklandish and it was it was it was a it was a dope show, but it might have been half the people. So to see it a year later and to see us, you know, packing out the new pairs, a place where a lot of you know, I feel like it's a staple of Oakland as far as like performing and whatnot, you know. So to see us here a year later I'm super grateful, super appreciative. You know, I think it's a testament to me and my nigga, you know, this will happen be this, this will this would be in the real nigga right. get you. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> I think this is what that gets you. This shit, wow, there are people upstairs and shit. I'm like, oh my God.
0: Fuck. <laughs> God damn,
1: hella black live in this motherfucker. It's
0: like episode 45, but you know, fuck that nigga Trump, you know? He a
1: mark-ass nigga for real, though, bro. I agree. Fuck Obama, too, though, for real. He, he was just dropping was bombs 24. on niggas. We gonna get into that. I don't get that ready for that yet. Yeah, we you ain't ready just, for that? Boy,
0: I gotta, can't just talk.
1: I mean, if y'all listen, y'all already know where we stand with that nigga, but I feel like it's a lot of folks here. We can't just say off the bat, fuck Obama. We gotta well, ease the gonna, internet.
0: We gonna explain why we don't fuck with, you know, <laughs> We gonna ease y'all into that. Hopefully,
1: by the time y'all leave this motherfucker, y'all know y'all don't fuck with that nigga either. Hey, <laughs> anyway, but, um, yeah, this is, this is uh, our second live show in the town, and as I sit up here and I think about this shit, I feel like, uh, you know, all these people in here, you know, the bottom to the top, I think this is a true testament to uh, the power of community. You know like we were able it's me and blake up here on the stage show hard all the performers we had shout out to them but this show wouldn't happen if it weren't for like our sponsors shout out rex Life, shout out money garage shout out ari shout out dusty aka all black shout out offset jim shout out michelle uh, Ekpe, you feel me? yeah all, all future you feel me all the the merch we got you know that shit over yeah, there right there you know what i'm saying i think that's like that's what we build our shit on right i think yeah, consider, community yeah we consider ourselves people of the community and it it was super dope to see the community come together to help us put on this live show. The shit was free. I don't know if y'all know that, but you feel me, like, nigga, this venue wasn't free. (laughs) You know, they they ain't written this out to us for free, but we was able to tour on a free show. uh, Shout out my nigga J.E. He wasn't free, but it was for the Jug. I don't know where you at. You know, he worked at the New Parish. My nigga definitely published. I know was for the Jug, but you know, it's for the Jug. Yeah, and <laughs> he's not here. He wasn't able to make it tonight. And I know he's a nigga that, like, values being behind the scenes. He doesn't really promote too much of the stuff that he does. But I want to give a shout out to my big cousin Ryan, because without him, this wouldn't happen. He sponsored the whole shit for us to even put on this venue and put on this free event. <laughs> but shit, it ain't hella
0: black without y'all, you feel me? Because if it was, you feel me, if we just here by ourselves, should be not hella whack. Yeah, wack. I'm
1: happy. One thing I was <laughs> gonna be That shit would be hella whack if
0: we were just up here sitting yeah. by ourselves, like four people. It's it would all- be cool though, four people, you feel me?
1: We still gonna rock, but. It also would've sucked <laughs> if the first thing we saw when we got out here was some white faces.
0: Ooh, shit. It's actually hella fucking beautiful that everybody up in front is black. Because I was like in my head, preparing for this shit, I was like, if there's much of white people in a friend. I swear
1: to God I had that vision in my head. Shit, I would have said, y'all
0: motherfuckers need to get up out your seats. We need to go to the fucking merch table. You don't need to get no fucking merch, but just swipe your card, because this shit
1: ain't for free, you feel me? Yeah, oh (laughs) oh god, oh (laughs) oh god, I really had a vision of coming here and like having to tell like six white niggas they gotta go to the back, like, come on, bro, you already know what's going on here. (laughs) You already know what the fuck is going on. But yeah, man, it's this our this our fifth live show in total. Uh second time we in the town. We we, we did uh, University of Chicago like three weeks ago. That shit was cool. It Chicago is. a cool city, but they food is hella mid. Like mid is
0: actually giving it a fucking praise. But we went sense. to Harold's, everybody was
1: telling us go to Harrows, The Midwest. That chicken? Everything about it is needed. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we really we, was trying <laughs> to
0: fuck with the chicken. Like we tried like we literally flew from Oakland. To Chicago. It was like 11 o'clock. We was like, all right, we got to go tap in with the hood. Went out there to get some chicken. That shit smelled hella bad when we walked in. We're like, all right, man, we're going to try it. We still tried it. My fucking food was drowning in that shit, they, that sauce they have. I don't know what the fuck it's called. Like, mid-sauce. yeah, sauce. my all sauce. sauce. The <laughs> <It was mid-sauce. laughs> And the next day, we tried to, you know, get breakfast and shit. Everybody was telling us to go to this one spot. Just look at the winces. I like, all right, yeah, we got it's a 20 minute wait, and she's like, oh yeah, my name is Blake. <laughs> and she was like, you look like Blake. Yeah. I was like, is, is it, you just, you
1: know, your name get mispronounced a lot? Yeah, of course, like, I don't, you know. I don't know, I've heard that there's power in having a name that's hard to pronounce, you know, it make you like a little stronger, a little tougher. Fuck all that. Right yeah, that's, that's cool, but that's white cool. People, <laughs>
0: white people, thought they can really pronounce everything, you feel me? It's like, Dirk Nowinski, they can pronounce that shit it's like you feel me, they watch Game of Thrones, Targaryen, they can share that shit with Hella Ease. But
1: you was you would you, would, you would be surprised at how hard it is to pronounce Delincy. Niggas fuck up my name. My shit is Black. Bleak. My A. shit is Hella White. Block
0: Bro, I was catching an Uber that said Blackie. I, I said, fuck, I need to meditate. I said, I knew I had this show. Don't let me fade this Uber driver around right now, but that's really how I was feeling. Yeah, you know, so, it's whatever.
1: Chicago, we're we I mean, we talking a lot of <laughs> shit, but it was dope, so we've done Chicago. Yeah, yeah, Chicago beautiful. We've done LA. LA, LMU, shout out to LMU. And we've done Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara, uh, yeah, it was cool. So yeah, those those are all the places that we had a live show, but again, it's nothing like the town, I'm telling y'all. like, I feel like a lot of my, if you, you know if you, if you travel and you've been other places, I travel a lot and I'm telling you when I, when I touch down and whether it's at SFO, OAK, when I hit that runway, I get a breath of fresh air, it's a sense of relief. I'm telling y'all, it's nothing like this motherfucker. It's nothing like Oakland, I promise y'all. So I'm, I'm super excited for our fifth live show. We get to be here at the New Parish, West Oakland, California. I'm talking about a shout out to the Panthers, you know? Whole lot of shit going on. You know what
0: I'm saying? That real
1: black shit, yeah. so that fake black shit. People be talking about all this little, Black Lives Matter,
0: but they be on some fake shit. Right.
1: so we don't talk about that. Not though. us.
0: Yeah, not us, we try yeah. to be cool. But if we ever on some fake shit, smoke us, please. Like, we ain't
1: trying to be on I think um, I think it's also dope to be back at the town, especially because I I see like a lot of my elders in here, my my, my elderly family who I think when they oh, that's
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, if you know me and you really fuck with me, y'all know like my family turn up <laughs> like, like to the max. Shout out to my granny Merlin, my auntie Jocelyn, my auntie Lodi, my auntie Kathy, you know what I'm saying? Black women make the world go around. That's what I'm talking about. Shout out my nigga Uncle Buzzy. <laughs> yeah, so it's I think I don't know, I don't know how many of y'all are familiar with podcasting, but I know uh it's it's a, to most people that don't consider themselves white men, it's a super new form of, of journalism. Um, so I think like with, with me and Blake, I think when we like told our family we were doing all this shit, a lot of people didn't even know how how big it was.
0: Blake, what is podcasting?
1: Uh, they just know that like, you know. We do nah, shows I mean, every now and again. Like, yeah, and y- it's, y'all you know, talking in front of people and people listen. And niggas staying out of trouble, so I think they supported that. So I, <laughs> uh, I'm,
0: I'm super, also, yeah, yeah, I didn't even know what podcasting was either. Yeah. This nigga hit me and
1: said, like, hey, bro, you trying to start a podcast? I said, podcast? What the fuck is that shit? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's talk, whatever. Yeah, so I'm, I'm super juiced. To, um, I think this is a chance for us to let, you know, folks into a different aspect of our lives. I think I think people know us for a lot of different things, right? Whether it's you teaching at Cal, whether it's me doing some management stuff or... um you know, whatever we got going on, right, I think it's a lot of people that don't really know about the podcast and shit, so I'm excited to share this part of ourselves with y'all, and you know, hopefully we can continue to build, and hopefully y'all fuck with it.
0: For real, for real. I fuck with how y'all making noise, you know, if you fucking with it, you know, make some fucking noise, if you ain't fucking with it. <laughs> if you ain't fucking with it, the doors, you feel me, is just like over there, you know, we ain't trying to fuck with all that shit, but.
1: So for those that don't know about Hella Black, we gon', you know, we gon', I think we should address that first, as to how this shit got started. Uh, I think you mentioned me bringing it to your attention, man. Yeah. You went um, to New
0: York, right, and you got the idea about podcasting, right?
1: Yeah. So when I first graduated from college and was trying to figure out life after football, for those that don't know, I played football for almost like 10 to fucking 22, I think. Um, and I was playing football, and I think like most niggas who end up going Division One and being good at shit, you think like you know going pro is, is what's on your horizon, um, and for me, I think now, at first I felt like it was unfortunate, but now, fortunately enough, I didn't end up going pro because I'm doing the shit that I'm doing now. Uh, but I was trying to like navigate that space and being a nigga that majored in journalism, I came back and I was writing super tough. That's how I ended up meeting Blake. I ended up interviewing him for some stuff that was going on at, um, at UC Berkeley. And you know, Alyssa, I think they were protesting and some stuff going on at Cal. And I was just super heavy in the writing and I ended up meeting somebody that was working at the New York Times, uh, my nigga Adam. Uh, Who's like grown to be a mentor to me, but he took me out to New York, and he just took me to all these different publications, and I'm just seeing I'm in all these rooms, and it's hella white men, I'm telling y'all. And when they not when it's not a white man, it's that's, a white woman. That's said like when four white men walk into a bar, what you call that? A podcast, 100. <laughs> like that's like that, that's really what it was, right? So this nigga's taking me around to all these different places, and I'm stepping in all these rooms, and I'm like, fuck, this is saucy, right? Like it's it's a new form of, of journalism. Like I don't like to, I I love to read, but I don't like to read. So I think it's a lot of people that like to get the information, but don't always want to read nothing, right? So I just seen all these, basically it was like audio stories, um, and I came back from New York and I'm like, "B, bro, we could do this shit. I'm like, we should start a podcast." And at the time, me and him were uh, working on the comms department for the African Black Coalition, uh, which is an organization that works with um, UC Berkeley and, and Cal State students. And is it just those two? Yeah, UC and
0: Cal UC State and
1: Cal State, 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 State students, right? So at the time, I was writing for them. You're um, we deputy of comms. Some shit like that. Yeah, he was. He was like, you know, overseeing the shit. And I came back like, nigga, we should start a podcast because we way more talented. One of my good workers I don't think she's here right now, but um, my homegirl, i seen. She told me if you're the only black person in the room, you're the smartest person in the room. So, Facts. you know, um, taking that advice with me to New York and then coming back, I'm like, nigga, if these crackers could do it, so can I. <laughs> That's how I came back. Breakers. That's how I came back to be like, nigga, we should start a podcast. It makes it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it makes it makes a lot of fucking sense. And what, we did the first episode in like 2017, I think. The funny part is, like, I
0: wasn't even really supposed to be on this show. I was, I was like, I'm finna to be behind the scenes. Like, all right, yeah, let me help, like, produce or whatever that shit is called.
1: And write questions and shit, help frame the shit. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Then we just did the first episode. And shout out to my brother, Faraji, man, AKA Rex Life Raj. This is the <laughs> nigga. We, we recorded our first episode in his studio. The shit yeah. would not happen without him. Give it up for my nigga. Uh, it's a real close circle moment. Bro, I'm trying to tell you, I've known this nigga since I was 11 years old. Shout out Willard Middle School. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know this nigga since I was 11. We played varsity football together at Beehive. Telling. You. So my nigga, being the nigga that he is, the good person he is, he opened this studio up to us, and we recorded our first episode in there. And since then, like shit, been changing for us. Me and my nigga been rocking. Should we record a one episode?
0: I don't know what the fuck was going on. We didn't record for another year. <laughs> we got out Life of our hand, you know what I'm saying? We just recorded a second episode, and from there it's just like, just, uh, that's why it's shit wild even being here, You know, just going to concerts and shit when I was younger, and now being here, I would have never imagined when I was younger to be here just speaking. Like, wow. what the fuck? Y'all motherfuckers came to hear us talk? Like, bruh, I don't even wanna hear myself talk. Like, We really don't even listen to our episodes. Like, that that's shit really wild, you know, so to be here, and have y'all fuck with us? Like, Heavy Black really a community, so I want y'all really to give it up for yourselves. Thank y'all for really being out here, for real. It's called Black Joy? Yeah, so if, you, if you'd be tapping in with Heavy Black, you know, we'd be talking about Black Joy and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, joy, happiness, you feel me? Just uh, really trying to rock. And what my nigga Ann said, uh, my nigga Ann said Black Joy is, is a revolutionary act in itself, right? Yeah, because if you think about this society that we live in, all the shit that be going on day by day. I know everybody in this room, like, somebody been through some shit, you feel me? Somebody overcame some shit, somebody been through some trials and tribulation, you know what I'm saying? But everybody here in this room, you know what I'm saying? So, like, thinking about joy and just, like, trying to focus on your joy, that shit's a, like a revolutionary t- a concept, you know what I'm saying? Because this world really just wants you to be on some, like, oh, fuck all this
1: shit. Yeah, and you think about since we came over here in shackles as a result of Chateau slavery, right? Our very existence. Was an act of revolution was a revolutionary act right like it, it took a lot of joyous moments in a lot of dark places to make it, for us to make it through that 400 years plus of shackles right So I think um, uh, what we're doing is not nothing new it's a tradition for black folks and we just want to keep it going and keep carrying it on. So what we're gonna do is me and Bia kick it off and if we can get a couple people to share you know a black joy moment, we really appreciate that you know if, I know if talking ain't speaking out loud in front of crowds and shit not your thing, it's all good I'm up here you know. It, I guess it is my thing but <laughs> <laughs> If it's not your thing It's all good But if we can get a couple If we can get a couple of folks um, To speak on some like yeah, here Y'all could
0: come up on stage And just talk about your joy We really appreciate it So um, be, Go ahead and kick us off Damn bro. Are you on Fuck <laughs> <laughs> We'd be doing this shit Back and forth If you would be with some hell that. I'm like fuck bro I don't even know I gotta think Like I gotta come up With some shit But uh, it's it's just Hella beautiful Being here right now You know uh, I lost my my grandpa and My papa a few days ago And uh just like, I've been through a lot of emotion and shit, you know, just losing a family member. And just thinking about today, and just see all y'all here, you feel me? And just like, I just felt hella happiness this morning. You feel me? And just, just hella happiness. And that was like my Black Joy moment, just being here, just thinking about, shit, when we started this podcast, like, I don't know if we ever thought we would be here. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And uh, just where we are right now, you feel me? Rocking, and seeing y'all fuck with us, like that shit, that shit hella love. So my Black Joy moment, for sure, it's right here. You feel 100%. me, so I appreciate y'all coming out.
1: Uh, for me, my Black Joy moment, uh, I recently started therapy, and, yeah, <laughs> I, I think if you know me, for those that do know me, like, my close friends and family or anybody that follow me on social media, I think, like, the last year and a half has been a, has been a big year for me career-wise, right? Like, I've, I've done a lot of stuff, um, but I finally took a, took a chance to put, like, my, my, my mental and physical health first, as opposed to my career shit and it's, um, it's a beautiful feeling to be able to have, I guess, yeah, my mental and physical health catch up to my career, because I've been flourishing in that aspect. Yeah. Hey. Hey. So yeah, I've, I've been flourishing. As far as like, my career, I've done a lot of things that I never thought I would, and it's, it's super dope to be in a space where I can take some time and like, focus on healing, and I recognize the privilege in that, right? Like, uh, Fucking therapy ain't cheap, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And I wish, I really wish everybody in here could experience that shit. And if you ever took some time to do research, right? Like I've been trying to get therapy for two years. For those that know me, and I just whether I couldn't afford it, uh, whether I couldn't find the right person, it was just a lot of these things that set me back from getting the help. And I finally got, finally got into a position where I could get that help, where I could afford that help. Um, so yeah, that's that's my black joy, bro. Is being able to put myself in a position where yeah. so I can play. Yeah.
0: I know i I'll tell you this a lot, but bro, I'm proud of you, bro. Like, uh, getting therapy, okay. you feel me? Like, hella black for me, that shit being hella healing. Like, mm. just thinking about, like, shit you go through on the day to day, you feel me, and just to, like, have this conversation with my brother, we could just be able to talk about whatever. Like, bro, that shit, hella healing, you feel me? Mm. I feel like hella black, if y'all listen to this shit, this shit is vulnerable, you know what I'm saying? Like, really talking about shit that sometimes be scary to say. And I know people in this room feel that, you feel me, that a lot of shit be sometimes be hard as fuck to say. But when you say that, it should be liberated.
1: sometimes, you know, so I'm hella proud of you, bro. Appreciate you, my nigga. <laughs> so yeah, we can get, you know, a couple of folks to volunteer to come up here and speak on some black joy. You know, we really appreciate it. We got anybody that's gonna come fuck with us? Don't
3: be scared now.
1: <laughs> come on, you can just um, line up over here, I guess, or yeah, wherever the steps are. Wait if you want to help facilitate this, for sure. my nigga, man?
3: I played with Kelly and Lindsay at Humble, and I'm in the Staten. I'm from the Bay, so to come home is just joyful, feel me? Yeah. Number one. But number two, brother, see my little, like, these cats was freshmen. You feel me? I was coming in. I was a transfer, but I hadn't known the game. I had a kid. You feel me? Like, these was my little bros. I drove my nigga to get his. Open taxi. <laughs> I mean, like, That's hella black right there. Yeah. You I mean, <laughs> I mean, He hit me like, bro, I need a ride. <laughs> you know how me in college, nigga, you only one nigga gotta win. <laughs> yeah, you was Uber before Uber. You feel me? You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> and oh, God. we were in the same section, so, nigga, you don't even get the <laughs> gas wave. <lane. laughs> we're like, just, bro, I'm GP. So, like, these. Like bro, they, they like my little brothers. You feel me? And they like, see these niggas flourishing. I'm just bro. I'm a middle school teacher, so nigga, like I you know I do my thing, but but to see these niggas flourishing, bro, that that shit is so amazing. You feel me? Like I ain't never, cause I was you feel me? My dad I was single dad, bad shit. I didn't have no siblings, but bro, these niggas is it's amazing to see this shit. It's amazing and. And like I got, I got, I got three kids. I got sons. So like, to know that they can look at these niggas and be like, I got a way. You feel me? I got a path. I got a goddamn. I got a. I got somewhere to run a lap. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Cause we was on this marathon, for real. So to see that, that shit is beautiful. And that's my black joy, bro. Right?
1: Appreciate you, my nigga. Thank
2: you, brother.
0: person
1: trying to, oh yeah. My nigga Cliff, <laughs> what's happening? What's so happening? my nigga, <laughs> Cracking.
2: What's happening with y'all? Man, I appreciate one of my black joy right now, is seeing everybody in the building. You know what I mean? Seeing how y'all manifested. This shit, this shit is beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's intellectual. You know what I'm saying? It's from the heart. It's from the soul. It's pushing our people forward. You know what I mean? Like, this shit is revolutionary. And y'all are, are a part of this shit. You know what I'm saying? So I really want y'all to appreciate this shit also. Um, last night, my black joy is my brother, White Day. Seeing his White hard guy, work. Pick it up for my man, White Day. Fucking yeah. around. <laughs> seeing the hard work of these brothers, seeing these beautiful brothers come to fruition. You know what I mean? It's very inspiring for me, you know what I mean, to push forward in my journey and what I do. And um, seeing shion G, seeing uh Miles, seeing uh uh who was my man? T- was it Tota? Tota. Hey, seeing all of these beautiful people, uh, all black, seeing uh, rest like everybody, all of these people, man, is inspiring. And I just hope that y'all can soak this in and move forward in whatever journey y'all got. So uh, that's my Black Joy. Thank y'all.
1: Thank you to thank you, my nigga. One dollar, one
4: dollar. Hi guys, um, first of all, I want to say I'm a big fan, been listening to it for the past year, thank you for educating me and my family, I've been trying to put that out there and make other people listen, so my black joy.
1: Ooh, I don't like talking to, to people. It's it. Join oh, the club. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. 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 oh.
0: We're in a hella black environment right now. That shit hella supportive. Yes, so thank you. My black
4: joy. My little brother graduated high school, y'all. you. And- <laughs> If you're listening, I'm so proud because I didn't think
3: that nigga was gonna make it. I was scared. <laughs> but he did. He
4: pulled through. He was dancing and laughing. And you know, I come from a family with dysfunction and poverty, and there's a lack of resources, and it's hard. So to see him walk across the stage and he's dancing and he's laughing and he's having a great time. He's the rose that grew concrete. Three. And <laughs> that was my
5: black door for this week. Thank,
1: Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm more. Oh, I'm super
0: nervous. Okay, so.
4: First of all, I'm a fan too. Been listening in from day one. Born and raised. I'm um, from the East. So, I feel y'all, I feel everything, I feel the deep, I feel everything, so, my black joy moment moment was realizing my purpose, and that's psychology. I'm a year away from becoming, not a psychologist, I'm I'm a
0: year away from becoming a black psychologist. Say that, say that. It's a huge difference
4: between psychology and black psychology, because we don't experience the same shit y'all experience. Psychology in itself is rooted in Western and Eurocentric values and they accept behaviors based on what they think is to be made But you can keep our so we have a different experience, we have a different view and perspective of everything. So at the end of the day, it's like, Black psychology and psychology is different. So that's what I'm doing. I'm in the community. I'm trying to start my own nonprofit. I'm trying to do my own thing because we have different experience as underserved, uh, just kids and communities and people in general. And how I see things and how I perceive the world and how I perceive behaviors is different because my environmental circumstances is different from what, you feel me, y'all was raised on. So you can't assess me based on how you think the criteria you think I should be, based on in regards to the, how I'm seeing things and how I'm behaving. So we get overdiagnosed with behavior disorders and all kind of shit that it's just like, no, I'm angry and I'm mad because I'm going home every day by myself, you feel me, mom on crack, dad, you put me strung out of the street, all the type of shit. So it's just like, that's what I'm coming at. I'm trying to see the black kids. I work at I work in West Oakland right now, Kidbridge. I work at a school that's for the kids and I see so many fucked up things, kids, you put me, don't got no food, just all kind of shit. They come to school angry. It's not because they mad and they malice and they're trying to be out here starting shit. It's because they ain't got no fucking structure at home. So at the end of the day, that's what I'm out here trying to do. I'm trying to not be a psychologist. I'm trying to be a black psychologist in Oakland, in the community. Mental health is a stigma. We ain't crazy. At day, when we think about mental health, Jacket, all that crazy ass shit, and John Jordan shit, that ain't us. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's not us, mental health is depression, anxiety, all the type of shit we as human beings deal with on a daily, mainly because at the end of the day, we from Oakland, and we from these circumstances that we don't have no control over, so we just gotta live above our means, and we gotta be ourselves, and we gotta flourish, and we gotta just do all we can to stay black and succeed, period, point blank. you. <laughs>
2: Awesome. Hello.
4: Hello.
5: <laughs> My name's Simone. Unfortunately, I'm not from Oakland. I'm from El Bronte if anybody all know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, that I'm
2: trying <laughs> <you know. laughs> uh,
5: to I appreciate that. But my black joy came yesterday when I got to take my mom, who's from San Francisco, to go see the last black man in San Francisco. We went to the Grand Lake Theater. It was amazing. And since I'm not from Oakland, I'd actually never been to the Grand Lake Theater before, surprisingly. I know. I'll be at Hilltop, you know? It's close to my house, it's like comfortable. But we went to the Grand Lake Theater, and it was amazing. The movie was. Very like when you see a movie that's about where you're from and you see yourself on screen when you're not used to seeing yourself, and it's a movie about us being proud about where we're from and like trying to maintain what is ours that's being like taken from us every single day. It was beautiful, and like if you get a chance to see it, I would suggest it. They are expanding, I guess. I don't really know how long it's gonna take for it to get everywhere, but like. You know, it was a really great experience and like spending the day with my mom. And then last night I went to the White Day thing too, which was- Shout out
4: White Day.
5: I didn't get no merch though. I know where you can be. <laughs> um, no but yeah, that was my thing. It's not as like, deep or nothing, but you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs>
1: Last That's the last one. That's the last one. Let these niggas go. It's a lot of black joy in this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> I
3: just want to give a shout out to all my black queens in the building. Yeah. Give <laughs> <Good> up <laughs> for yourself,
2: you old black queen. You black queen, give up for yourself. Pop it up right now. I want to hear a lot of pop it up. I mean,
3: my black boy joy. <laughs> <laughs> How y'all doing? <laughs> uh, so, all black writers, this, this is my my younger brother. And Lizzie, this is my cousin. Blake, that's my dog. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I watched them grow. Um, I was fortunate enough uh, to actually make it to the league and, and have had a lot of ups and downs. Um, so I know where Delinsky comes from. Uh, just trying to figure things out, uh, but my black joy moment is is watching them figure it out. You know, after I had already succeeded and came back and trying to find my way, uh, they helped me find my way by watching them find theirs. So, that really nice. sure. Thank you boy.
0: Black joy is a beautiful thing, you feel me? Not that white shit, but that hello black shit, you know? There's a lot of hello black joy in this motherfucker, so. That shit real, you know? People talking about mental health and shit, like that shit, that shit hella beautiful. You feel me? Because in every community, mental health is stigmatized. You know what I'm saying? Like talking about just like, literally like mental diseases, you feel me? Like your brain, people, you feel me? it's your brain, it's a big ass muscle. You know what I'm saying? And so I like, just think about mental health and shit, I think that shit's important, I think it's important that how how we normalize in that conversation in here. So when we talk about mental health, I hope that conversation around mental health don't leave here. It do leave here. You feel me? It don't just stay here. So I appreciate y'all.
1: Yeah. Um, for those that know about me and Blake, I think one of the big things that we're recognized for is our community organizing. Uh, shout out to all the folks from People's Breakfast Oakland that's this in this motherfucker. Yes, Lord. Yeah.
0: Um, That's how how we first met, too, was like on some organizing shit. You know, I was uh, doing a lot of organizing work uh, on campus at UC Berkeley. I went to school there. I I was a student athlete there. And around the time of Mike Brown, there was just a lot of of shit going on. And we was protesting and shit. And then uh, this nigga emailed me. Hey, bro, you trying to do uh, this article? (laughs) I'm laughing because it was for uh, Berkeley side. And I don't know if y'all fuck with, if you heard about Berkeley side, but they be on some shit sometimes. Like, just some foul shit. Like, they done misquoted my ass so many times. Hell of fucking times. I was off them. But I was like, Delency. Ain't nobody white named Delency. I was like, all right, let me <laughs> let me respond to this email. And I'm very glad I responded to that email. But that was, like, really the start of the relationship in terms of, like, organizing and just just chopping up game about the shit that we see, you feel me, in black liberation, so...
1: Yeah, I think it's damn near impossible to be oppressed, specifically to be black and not organized. I think that everything we do as far as like black existence, black thriving, black flourishing is, is, is all a form of organizing, right? Like yeah. it's damn near impossible not to. Bruh, honestly,
0: some of the rawest organizers I've ever seen people had never like used the word organizer to describe themselves. Like yeah. I think about like my Auntie Stella, she just be putting <laughs> shit together. Like really just putting shit together. I don't know if she here, but she really pushed it together just like that. Like we have Kwanzaa every year, always organizing, always putting shit together. I'm like, damn, you hella fucking raw. Hey, but I, you know, like she ain't got no organizer on her Twitter bio or anything. shit. She don't got no Twitter like. Hey, I, she I think really about was fucking
1: around. Yeah, I think about my auntie Kathy, right? Like that's where um, people hey, people breakfast. I think about my auntie Cathy and that's the end when People's Breakfast started. We was fucking in her room, in her living room, making hygiene packs, making uh, making soup and shit, right? And I don't think she would consider herself an organizer, but, yeah, but that definitely like, was. That shit would've
0: never happened. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Your mom, too, like, you know. When we started People's Breakfast Oakland, okay, bruh, we didn't really know how to shop like that, to nope. be honest.
1: Shop. <laughs> Yeah, I think we had experience in other forms of organizing, but there was I think sometimes right we got a, we got a question asked when we were in Chicago, not in Chicago. We spoke at a school a couple weeks ago, and they were asking like like they were like. I don't really know how to get started. I'm like, shit, nigga. We didn't either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we went to Safeway, bought hell of shit. His mom was like, bro, y'all got to go home. Y'all got to go back,
1: hey, if y'all go know back me, to the store. Bro, bro I, I eat out like... every fucking meal every day. So imagine me going to do some shopping for somebody else. <laughs> Literally, I eat out 24-7. So they, me and this nigga go to the store with a bunch of money. We done fundraised off Twitter, right? Like We just like, hey, we want to feed some people who want to help um, the Twitter community came together and sent us some money to make this shit happen.
0: Yeah. But Hella Black in the podcast that we have has always been hella interlinked with People's Breakfast Oakland. Like yeah. the, really the idea about People's Breakfast Oakland came from the podcast. Like we was recording, you know, drinking some Hennessy. A little bit lit. Shout out to Han though. That really, really like brought a lot of great ideas. Shout out to Dogwater. <laughs> you know, we was having the idea, like we were really in the West and we seen people outside, houseless people. You know, we were recording and talking about politics and it's like shit. What
1: can we do to address these, these things that we see? Like, hey, bro, let's just feed people. Yeah, I think I had just finished reading, a, what, what's Huey's biography called? Revolutionary Suicide? Yeah, yeah I, had just, I had just finished reading that book, and I'm like, damn. Um, you know, I think we live in a time right now where anytime you start doing something positive as a black person, they automatically try to align you with the Panthers. And I don't fuck with that for two reasons. For one, I think that put a lot of pressure on regular folks who just trying to do something great. Right, Like the Panthers, if y'all know about the Panthers, I think a lot of us in this motherfucker got family that was in the Panthers. Them motherfuckers
0: was in their fucking bag, for real. Yeah,
1: like a lot of the shit that they do, it gets glorified. But nigga, they were really day in and day out speaking that, pushing that black revolutionary, that black liberation policy. That real
0: shit, you feel me? Yeah, like ready like... You feel me, like walk kids across the street with hammers because niggas was getting
1: ran over. Pushing (laughs) niggas off the block. You can't do that here or you got to pay a fee. Niggas were... They were dogs. Like it's, it's, it's some shit that's been glorified recently, and um, people want to you know have
0: that, that revolutionary aesthetic. But when it comes down to revolution, they're ain't, they ain't ready for revolution.
1: Yeah. So I don't I don't fuck with it for, for that reason. And I think it also kind of downplays what the Panthers did again. Like they were doing a lot of shit. And you know, fortunately Blake and the, Blake and I did have family that were in the Panthers. So I think when we talk about you know people's breakfast, Oakland like starting kind of like authentic, it was damn near in our DNA. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, even in my. I, I, we almost I, didn't even
0: ask for it, to be yeah, honest.
1: It's I got a chance to shit. talk to my, my great granny a couple months ago, and she was telling me, like, my Uncle Buzzy and her used to have, like, meetings for the Panthers at their house, and that's some shit I didn't know nothing about. So I think, like, as far as, like, black folks in the Bay Area, black folks in general, like, the art of survival, that organizing shit, is, it runs deep in our veins. That's some shit yeah. that's, like, passed down from generations to generations. Facts. Yeah. Um, and shit, my family's still locked up today. Jolene Montacquin, to he's been locked up for
0: 48 years. You feel me? Like, really, as a, as a political prisoner. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was 17, 18 years old in the party. Fighting for my ass when I wasn't even alive, you feel me? Fighting for all of us, you know what I'm saying? But they framed him for murder, you know what I'm saying? And because he's refused to renounce his revolutionary politics, he's still locked up. 48 years, like, that shit, 26. 48 years in the pen? in New York, away from all his family. Off like, that black revolutionary
1: shit. Just really, he refuses. Off that real black powers.
0: That's like, that's why I get so mad sometimes when I see, you know, people really just wanted to use this movement and make money off this shit. And really just like, use this shit. shit. It's, it's popular to go to a protest and put your fist up and say black lives matter, but it's really hard to do the fucking daily work of black lives actually Mattering. you feel me? <laughs> so like, personally, I get upset just, just knowing and just, you know, I write to him and shit and just like, he, he hell with fucking Hopeful. Like, I almost feel bad myself because that nigga really hell with Hopeful. Like, every time, every letter, he sent me B-Hope. You feel me? He really be tapped in. And just, just think about all the, the political prisoners, people was fighting for us in the 60s and 70s, Them niggas is still locked up today. Asada Shakur out in, in Cuba. You know what I'm saying? Like Hell with people still locked down to this day. So I think it's important while we're here, while we're talking about these politics, while we're talking about the Black Panthers, we got to speak about the, the names of our, of our people who are still down today. Because they fought for the way for us to exist right now. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. Like, there would be no people's breakfast at Oakland if it wasn't for, for these people who was really putting in the fucking work. You know I mean? So I encourage people to really like, just tap in and learn more about political prisoners. And, and one thing that uh, Elaine Brown said to me, she was the first chairwoman of the Black Panther Party. She said, you know, like, people as political prisoners, but if we think about it, everybody a political prisoner. Because when we think about this prison system, this shit is rooted out of slavery. And that's politics right there. You feel me? And that can affect everybody regardless of your color. White people still locked up locked up and shit, you feel me? So I think it's really important that we we just know about our political prisoners and the people it's fine for us to just be in this fucking space. So I'm just appreciative of all my ancestors, you feel me, and, and all that right now. And-
1: and I think as we speak about the Panthers, it's, it's really, really important. Again, we talk about a movement that's been commodified, monetized, and damn near co-opted, right? Um, I think it's important that we talk about what they really still for. And I think that's why if you hear me and Blake talk, we talk about all of us or none of us, right? And for those that aren't familiar with that term, right, with that slogan, it means all, pe- all, all black folks, right? Like all of us or none of us, we can't push a, um, a politic that centers uh, black cis-head men, right? We gotta have a real inclusive politics. What's cis head mean for people who might not know what that means? Uh, like cisgender straight males, folks that are folks that identify that were born with uh, born as male and identify as male, and then identify as like heterosexual. Yeah. That's what cis head is, right? So basically, it's the I would say like quote-unquote scientific or wordy way to say straight men, right? I think a lot of times you hear folks push politics of black liberation that don't really acknowledge black women, that don't really acknowledge black LGBTQ folks, right? And how are we gonna claim that as liberation if we're not talking about everybody?
0: So it's important for us too, especially as like two, you feel me, black straight men, you know what I'm saying, to like really push that politic, push that, that revolutionary politics. because it ain't revolutionary if it ain't about all of us, you feel me, if it ain't about black poor folks, if it ain't about black disabled folks, you feel me? When we say all of us or none of us, that's all of us, you feel me, like how can we have a revolution if it's only black straight, black, black, straight men that are free.
1: Yeah, and I think a that lot of times, right, you'll see, you'll see niggas talk about the Panthers, talk about the Panthers, right, talk about Huey, but niggas, not acknowledge. Niggas
0: love Huey. Niggas love Huey. And that nigga was militant as shit. And yeah. also he aligned himself,
1: he also aligned himself with the gay liberation
0: movement, right? Right, he wrote a whole letter in the 60s talking about why it's important, you feel me, for all of us to be liberated, and why we should be in solidarity with the, the black gay liberation front, or the gay liberation front is what, what it was called at that time, you feel me? and just being aligned with women's movements. He was like, when it's a chance to build solidarity, we gotta build solidarity at any corner because we find about we fight in the U.S. empire and because it's the right thing. <laughs> like, it ain't about who we fight, it's about like, I mean, this shit is a moral shit. Like how can we say Black Lives Matter
1: but only really speak about some of us, that shit. That's that white shit. You know, white folks like to pick and choose who's worthy. <laughs> white folks love that shit. White folks like to pick and choose who get the deserve to deserve to live or die, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anytime, you feel me, if you claim to be a, a black radical, a black, if you stand for black freedom, black power, you gotta make sure your politic is addressing all black folks, or you are not one of those things. And it's, period. 20,
0: it's 2019 now. Huey was talking about this in the 60s. Ain't shit changed. You feel me? And we still have, see hella homophobia, we still see hella transphobia, we still see With hella racism, of hella hatred towards black women, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, these niggas was like, nah, we about that revolutionary black shit. We about that, like, all of us gonna be free. Not just, you feel me? Not just black men who are straight. So it, it's important for us to have a, a an inclusive politic when we're talking about overthrowing this shit. You know what I'm saying? So that, that, that shit, that was important.
1: And, and being two folks that I think try their best to adopt a real revolutionary and radical politic, this is why me and B try our best to be the best allies that we can be. and. Um, I hope when you hear our, term, our tones, it doesn't sound preachy. I hope it sounds passionate, because anybody that know me know I'm still a work in progress, right? Like, I ain't perfect, bro. Both like, of us. You know, we both, we
0: both learning, even though we on, we talking, we on the stage and shit. Like, we both learning every single day.
1: I still do I mean? my own homophobia, my own misogyny, war, my own transphobia, my own ableism, my own classism, right? But I think for us to get to a place where black folks are truly free, like where all of us are truly free, we got to continuously Address that shit. Like it's, it's it's something we gotta. Like we dealing with four hundred years of this shit, four hundred plus years of this shit. It's not something that's gonna, that's gonna be unlearned overnight. Like What's we really good, gotta yeah. work for that shit.
0: Like what good is it to have a fucking revolution and then for there still to be oppression? An actual revolution eliminates all fucking forms of oppression. I want to live a life with no oppression. You feel me? I want. If I had kids, I want my kids never to feel oppression. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what that's what we want. You feel me? It's, it's, a, it's a real revolution? You feel me? Not that neoliberal shit. Not that you know. Okay, you know that black
1: capitalist shit. You it, know, but that that real revolutionary shit where we all we all rocking. It, it it really be like I be damn near baffled, my nigga, for real when I see how black folks can. Can seem to, and I'm, I'm gonna say black folks, right? Like, this is a problem amongst all demographics, but I don't really care we're about, about we, we on that hill with blacks. Yeah, so I don't really care what anybody else got going on. Like, period, plain <laughs> blank, this is for black folks, right? So, when I think about how black folks can seem to understand the problem with racism, but we can't seem to wrap our hands around, wrap our heads around, like, ableism, classism, massaging the war, homophobia, and transphobia, right? Like, those are all just manifestations of bigotry. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the same shit if the white person, you know what I'm saying, telling us, because of your black skin, because of a part of your identity, you are less than. That's the same shit when we go out here and we spew this homophobia, we spew this transphobia, we spew this classism, it's cut from the same cloth. Yeah. That's we a just, white supremacist tactic.
0: We just recorded another podcast uh, a couple of days ago, and we had, we had our family, uh, Anthony's on there, Anthony, you know, and they was talking about, like, in the black community, they're supposed to be black first. In the queer community, they're supposed to be queer first. So it's like having to literally like eliminate a form of your identity in different spaces. So where does that leave you? You know what I'm saying? So like, I think it's really important that like in black spaces, we can't be on no white shit. Because that homophobia shit, that shit is white as shit. That shit, that's, that's, that's our white shit. I me? Mean, transphobia, that's our white shit. Hating women, that is some white shit. You feel me? We, we really want to build a, a revolutionary a politic, you know what I'm saying, and still grow every single day with the shit that we saying, you feel me? Because we, we up here, we ain't perfect. Nah, but not, we not grown, at all. Not at all, like I've grown, you feel me? I, like, in terms of like pronouns and shit, I didn't know what that shit was until college. Like,
1: my That's senior year. That's important, bro.
0: And it's like, really, like, not everybody identifies as he and she. Some people identify as they. And I didn't understand that shit when I was in college. Like, but somebody taught me and had grace to teach me. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that, that, makes, that makes sense, you feel me? So it's just really about uh, not being defensive too i be defensive as fuck sometimes, if you know me, you know that. But, you know, yeah, like, I think just it's put also your ego away, you feel me? Just put your ego in your pocket for a second and listen, you know what I'm saying? And listen, and when you feel like you don't wanna listen, you should probably just listen. Especially know. if you consider, yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's coming from black folks, so for
1: some white people don't fucking listen to them. Oh. Not, not everybody deserves listening to them. <laughs> For real.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it's the time, I think it's time to offend some people. If we haven't already. I don't think, I think we've been very politically correct. I'm warmed up. That word exists. I'm very warmed up. up. I think it's time to offend some people.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> My nigga, we ha- I think it's only right. Hit the exit. I think it's only right <laughs> that we tap in to liberalism.
3: <laughs> Ooh,
1: shit. Man. First revolution, oh, fuck. Cause God, I know man. it's real, you know. We in I, know, I know
0: we in a room for black in, We folks. in a blue
1: state. We in a blue state, my nigga. You gotta be conscious right. of that. It's a blue state, my nigga. Uh, what's this? This is like the hippie movement, all that kind of shit. You know, one love, nigga. Coexist. You feel me? Black lives matter, but I want not talk to you on the street, type shit. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Black lives matter, but I'm finna make some money.
0: Bro, can I tell you about the value of the black dollar? <laughs> Ooh.
1: Have you seen the new, the new dollars? Harriet Tubman on them. The black dollar is 10 times more valuable than any other dollar. Can you tell me why that is, brother? Because black people are the strongest from the Alpha and the Omega. <laughs> <laughs> one fish, two fish, <laughs> <laughs> three fish, four fish. Hey, when we, when we talk about, I think we kind like tapped of tapped, like touched on it a little bit, right? It's important as folks that claim they want to be free, you know what I'm saying? It's important that we understand the difference between those two things, between uh, liberalism a revolution, you know what I'm saying? From my experience, what I've seen, uh, you know, liberalism is just white supremacy in a cloak. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like it's that soft. It's like you know, yo, I'm pretty sure you know the difference between like hardcore porn and softcore porn, right? <laughs> that's what that's what liberalism is. It's that's softcore racism. Shit. It's like again, I I'll won't shake call you. i your hand, you.
0: but I'll call you the head where yeah, we... Yeah, it's like I won't boy.
1: call you monkey, but I'll call the police on you. <laughs> While well, I'm in my liberal, uh, You might be by the length
0: barbecuing But I'm finna call the cops You know what I'm saying? Permanent that, petty that, that's,
1: that's like for the That's like the I think that's like the most basic
0: Yeah But even thinking about this shit In terms of liberalism and, and, and this The society that we in Like Malcolm was talking about this shit too It's like The KKK took the hoods off And put on blue uniforms
1: you gotta the this country, my nigga.
0: You they have still to. got the they still got the hood on, you know, but they put that bull uniform on. You or feel they me? put that suit on. You
2: know what I'm saying? That's
0: other way that, I mean a lot of the Obama types, you feel me? It's like, okay.
2: Damn, well, yeah. don't do that. Don't do that, nigga. No, don't Obama. do that
1: shit. You know no niggas love Obama, nigga. Breh, Chill out.
0: You know, it's people Hope. People say fuck Donald Trump. Hope, nigga. Bro, honestly, I got fucking drunk off hope. I was hella drunk
1: when Obama. My great, great bro, see, nigga. Um, <laughs> Obama like, that's the one nigga you can't talk about. That's the one nigga, bro. We can talk so, about everybody else, but that's the one nigga we can't did, touch on. What did, and Obama, you know why, nigga? what did Obama really do for black call. people though? What bull. did he really do? I mean he um But he is
0: That nigga say he from Chicago, but he really from Hawaii. I can tell you what he did. That nigga was really just like growing up drinking out of coconuts and shit, but like his corn!
3: I don't know, man. I can tell you what he did. What he
1: do, what I can tell you what he did. Holy I think he like. He did what every other president did. <laughs> Oppressed black folks. Oh, huh. mm, fuck, Shit. I know. And some people it was probably like, oh, they talking
0: about Obama, <gasps> yeah, like, we need Obama back, like, nah, bro. If we really understand the history of this country. If you understand right, systems. Uh, when we talk about racism, we talk about racism as a system, you feel me? So it's like, we talk about this fucking constitution, this Constitution was written by a fucking white, slave-holding man. The same Constitution that governs us today is the Constitution that governs this shit right now. Right, so we talk about the end of chattel slavery. That shit never really ended. The 13th Amendment, you know, if you watch the uh, 13th, it's a, a great documentary, you feel me? Talk about, all right, if you commit a crime, you are, you, uh, you're part of involuntary servitude. Involuntary servitude is just a fancy way of saying slavery. So it's like, this, this constitution is still rooted in the oppression of black people, the oppression of native people, because the land we own right now, we own a lonely land. You feel me, how many native people do we see? We
1: people. This was stolen the
0: land? fucking land that we own right now, and this land was fucking stolen, you feel me? And that's why when we talk about Obama, it's like, how can there be a good president if you know the history of this country? Obama dropped more bombs than any other president.
2: Speak Even Trump. Speak. We
0: talk about ICE, we say, fuck ICE. This nigga, Obama was deported more undocumented people than any other president. These are the facts. But hey, hope. You know, he can he he can, you know, give a dap to uh, LeBron James, you feel he me? He can do a layup. He can do a layup, he can dunk, you know what I'm saying? Like he can he can talk the talk, but when it comes down to walking the walk, he ain't doing shit. Speak. Man, I I think And people
1: is kinda quiet right now. Yeah. Like, oh I mean, man. All- <laughs> I
0: don't even know why. Nah, nah,
1: I mean my nigga. My nigga, you will, be this, you will be the same way, right? It's like, well, I think a lot of times motherfuckers be like, well, why we ain't like that with any other president? We are, nigga. It just hurt a little bit different when it's a nigga that look like he, you. Know, it, it hit a little different, right? It hit a little different. I, I People it. try to
0: give him excuses like he don't know better. What? Y'all know that he graduated to, from Harvard or some shit? Where you graduated from? He went now? to Harvard. He taught at Columbia. This nigga know what he was doing. He do, y'all. I'm oh,
1: Sorry. You know. So it's like, it's, it's, but it's not just Obama. It's, it's, it's honestly, really it's anybody that's Benefiting from this white supremacist capitalist patriarchy. And it's like, I know,
0: I know, this, might sh- this shit might hurt some people too. We gotta. <laughs> y'all
3: hear how quiet they are? <laughs> <laughs> <It's
0: her. laughs> we, I heard we got a new billionaire or some shit like that. Is that is that fuck true? Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> I said, fuck Jay Z. Fuck Jay Z.
1: Oh, he shit. Hey, fuck that nigga too. Let's kind of quiet and shit. Hey, man, I'm just, I just want y'all to understand, right? It's impossible to thrive in this, again, white supremacist, capitalistic patriarchy, without tying yourself to this fucking system. Hey, just like the way the plane was designed to fly, right? <laughs> this white, this this, the United States of America was designed to keep black folks oppressed. Yeah. Period, point, period, point blank. It don't matter if the pilot is white or black, it's gonna do what it do. That's just the facts, bro. And white folks understand that. It's just like, you feel me? And white folks totally understand that, so they'll dress this shit up in blackface.
0: Period. Obama was the best test move for white supremacy. What? Straight up, bro. White put, oppression in the name
1: of black hope. You put a, you put a, you put a black man
0: as president. You have a black attorney general. You have a black uh, Department of Homeland Security. Shout out Kamala Harris. Ooh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you have a black district attorney, but shout what happened to Freddie Gray? You got a black man, a black DA, a black president. You have black cops that arrested Still him. Feel. What happened to Freddie Gray? He was murdered. So you it's know black like, cops are just as likely to kill black folks is white cops, all right. But hey, we need more black cops. Nigga, fuck all cops, I don't give a fuck if you black, white, whatever. <laughs> fuck the police, nigga. Fuck OPD too, for real, y'all niggas probably listening. to Fuck OPD.
2: Some
0: yeah, y'all fuck the fans here. too, you know, we just gonna say fuck all them, you know, <laughs> fuck all the fans. Fuck OPD, if y'all ain't Yeah, But when we think about like, bring this back to Jay-Z and shit, and like, capitalism. Cause when it comes down to it, when we talk about politics, we gotta talk about capitalism. You feel me? So if we're talking about the, the foundation of this country, this shit was rooted, the, the most valuable form of currency was black people
1: because we were slaves. 100%. Black people were more valuable than and the cotton, land, than more the valuable boats, than cotton. All that shit, the black body, bro. Whoo. The very
0: foundation of this country was built on black people being in chains and black people still in chains
1: and just a different type of chain.
0: It's just
2: mass, bro.
3: It's
1: just mass. It's all just mass and I, I, you know, I'm not surprised, you know? They gotta stay a couple steps ahead. Yeah. They to, got to. And today there's more black men under correctional control than were enslaved. When I mean
0: correctional control, I'm talking about in prison, parole, you feel me, jail. Ankle monitor monitors, shout out JC. Ankle monitors and, shout shout Jay-Z Jay-Z about and monitor business.
1: That nigga is invested in monitor in
0: monitors. Under surveillance. Shout out ho. So as you feel me? They can be on some some black shit and they use the identity and they weaponize their identity of being black, but their actions are not for black people. So it's like any billionaire. You gotta do some oppressive ass shit. And no, he's invested in fucking, like, literally incarceration. That nigga really has money invested in incarceration.
1: I know some niggas in here that been on ankle Monitor before. Jay-Z trying to invest in that shit. Not trying to, he has. he has. Jay-Z has invested into that. It's all of us, fuck, been on ankle Monitor. I know we all got some people, I know we all know some people that have been on ankle Monitor. Been on parole, been on probation. It's niggas that's invested into that system in the name of Black Liberation. How you gonna be liberating black folks by simultaneously enslaving them? Come on, my nigga, it don't work that way. Or do it.
0: And a lot of people think like, oh, I could do that shit too. Like, or I could be a billionaire because Jay-Z is. And Jay-Z is one of five black
1: billionaires. The odds are not in your favor, fam. Like, <laughs> man, winter is coming. They are not. <laughs> that and shit is not happening.
0: Like, ah, you feel me? But it's, it, it's like, I don't know, everybody was juiced shit. I'm just like, bruh, one of five. It's 2019 105. This shit is not designed. They Let me ask all you all
1: something, that money. Talk to me. Would you rather take
2: $10,000
1: or one hour with Jay Z? Man, you know, I take one hour of Jay Z and a Gucci belt. That shit. <laughs> hey, y'all realize on this stage, it's not a Gucci belt in sight, my nigga.
0: <laughs> I hate niggas like that. Bro, they, they put a photo of Bill Gates in the garage. Like, this is where this shit started. Like, bro, do you know like to have a garage in fucking the Bay Area? This <laughs> shit expensive as shit, bro, for real. Like, this shit hella like, nigga, what? And that shit is fake. The niggas didn't even have garages. But like, oh, you see, Bill Gates and uh, Zuckerberg and whatever, they just got on their Levi jeans and, you know, a white tee from Haynes, and you feel me? I ain't got no Gucci belt on. If y'all niggas stop buying Gucci belt and Jordans, y'all could be like Mark If y'all Zuckerberg. niggas would stop killing each other,
1: we'll be all right, psych, yeah. <laughs> nigga. White folks to get the job done, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> they will get the job done. They will find a way, my nigga, to keep this system up. Fuh, crackers, man. <sighs> it's a lot, bro. It's a lot. Are y'all fucking with it or are we turning y'all <laughs> off and we start talking that real radical shit? I know it'd be all it'd be it'd be hella fun, we'd be having black joy. And then you're like, fuck Obama, Obama, nigga. Fuck Jay Z's. (laughs) Niggas ain't fucking with us. Y'all ready to throw some shit at us? Y'all niggas need to go. Hey, if this was like (laughs) during Shakespearean time, niggas would be throwing tomatoes at us and shit. I'm kind of hungry. I haven't ate for a
0: minute,
1: man. Hey, on some real shit, though, my nigga, like, we say all that to say it's super important for us to know the difference because that's the way you can spot a real from a fake. If a nigga out here talking about he a radical, he fuck with the Panthers, he revolutionary, but he constantly investing in systems that uphold white supremacy. That's not a nigga you wanna fuck with if you consider yourself a radical. If you really wanna honor the Panthers, if we wanna lead to some black liberation, those niggas you gotta be skeptical of. For real. Any nigga that upholds this white supremacist capitalist patriarchy is a fucking op. Yeah. Period, yeah. plain blank.
0: It is, you gotta question what sound good. That shit might sound good, a black president, after especially Trump. Oh yeah, let's get another black president. Let's get Kamala Harris.
2: Like, I mean, if we you understand
0: mean, Kamala Harris,
1: like especially Oakland and Alameda you County. You can't fault niggas though. Like, I yeah, would assume that if a nigga looked like me and been through what I've been through, right, a motherfucker said they're from Oakland, said they grew up in this community, you know what I'm She an AKA,
0: you know, she do all, you feel me? Like, I, would,
1: I would support that shit, too, because I'm, I'm going to assume my people want what's best for me. She got every single card. I'm going to assume that, right? But that's oh, really? not what history shows Her job was to put black people in prison. We had, we had black overseers and shit, right? Yeah. We had niggas that
0: reported to Massa. Tom ass niggas. That shit ain't nothing new. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? We still got people doing the same shit so today. Kamala was one of them. Cory Booker is one of them. He said he got his Fuck Ph.D. Both his them, PhD in the streets. <laughs> yeah, I. friend, <do. laughs> <laughs> like, I got my Ph.D. in the streets. Bro, first of all, come on. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, you really facilitated Newark police having the most surveillance out of any other police department. You funded hell of a fucking police, but you say you you really from that shit, nigga? Can I you talk to, to
1: the cops, you are op. Can I get you point to a point? Can you touch on something right quick? So why is it important for us to understand fully how the, how the cops operate, right? Because you see a lot of times, um, and I, it's, it's wild for me, because my family, nigga, we grew up in uh, Oakland Powell. Like, I swear, I ran track for them niggas. I played in their basketball league. Um, and I probably came across some solid individuals, but I wondered what they was doing when they wasn't teaching me how to run fast. Cool. You feel know I me? Mean? Well, why was I teaching they teaching me? how to They might have been cool to me, right? Yeah. But we know about OPD raping little girls and shit, right? You know what I'm saying? So I wonder what them niggas wasn't, was doing when they wasn't teaching me how to hand off a baton, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's easy. And what is sports these days, too? If we
0: being honest, like, right, bro, I would not have gone to Berkeley if it wasn't for me being able to play a sport. You feel me? Nah, shit. Sure. So if we talking about, like, college athletics, and if you listen to of Black, like, we talk about our experiences of being athletes, you feel me, like, how much fucking money is made off of, of black men playing football and black men playing basketball? You got all these fucking white men, as coaches, you have these white men as athletic directors, and you have black people playing football and basketball. Hey, making it millions, th- it's a billion-dollar industry. Hey, you know NCAA th- March Madness, like $10.8 billion. Dollars that nigga, they say that I'm stupid right now.
1: Whew. Hey, any nigga that played college sports, I'll tell you right now. Run, boy, run. If you can ask my family. I was calling home every month on a full-ride scholarship, on, huh? asking for money and for food, for my lights. I didn't have my lights cut off a million fucking times. This, this shit is wild, bro. How much your coach making? I don't, my coach had a mansion. I don't know how much he made, but I know the nigga had a mansion. He was on the, you feel me? The athletic field is a new form of plantation. And hey, you know what else is sick?
0: Like, why can't that, can that Warriors, so you know, watching the Warriors shit, motherfucker could push somebody, he only gets suspended for a year. He like, only get a $500,000 fine. That nigga, a billionaire, $500,000 is like $5 to him.
1: On some check on the wrist.
4: You said what? I said it was
0: yeah, I ain't good at math. that shit was not cool with me, but You I feel me? Mean, thank you, thank you But, like, $22, bruh That's all that shit was to him He can't go to a game for a year He probably gonna sneak in sneak in with a hat on You know, white people kind of look alike When well, so. you got white people, when you white, you got access He gonna have a fake ID made, you know
3: <laughs>
0: You feel me? Oh, that
1: just means, I'm pretty sure it just means He can't be courtside for a year Nah, he gonna be up in the box like, run And it's probably just at Oracle, you know, no niggas moving to a new stadium next year But you know, go Warriors. Hey, you you know what else shocked me about college sports? What I realized, bro, is some of the sports, depending on what school you go to, right? I think if you had like UConn, the basketball team, at the men's basketball team at UConn, maybe the women's too, cause they ball as fuck. But it's usually the sports that most Black folks play that bring in the most money for the for the university, and they pay for all the other shit. So So shit like like, women playing lacrosse, shit like white white women women playing field field hockey, hockey. Football players is paying for that with the money that they make off their game. And niggas is fucking working security just to fucking get bread. You feel me? And you think about who play them kind of sports. These motherfuckers will access. So motherfuckers don't only need scholarships. They don't really need financial aid. You you
0: feel me? We we
1: working to keep these motherfuckers sport alive.
0: One thing I dealt with a lot at Berkeley was like, oh, do you go here? I said, yeah, motherfucker, I do. I'm smarter than you, too. I might not talk. Might not send the, I might sit in the corner, but I'm smarter than you, motherfucker, for real. You can step outside too, to be honest. But them motherfuckers really think they have a fucking sport and shit. White people been scamming, they went into college for a long time. They just do rowing for a sport. They just play lacrosse, and they get into fucking college. So all this like scam shit about college came out, and I'm just like, oh shit, you surprised? it's a scam? like, yeah, white people been scamming for a long fucking time. Them niggas are some scammers. Especially a fucking Berkeley. People think they're hella smart. Oh, you go to UC Berkeley and you're still a dumbass. <laughs> For real. But I don't know, man. Life is fake. I hope y'all
1: learn something. <laughs> 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 hey, again, I, I, if, there's one thing, if there's one thing you could take away from this conversation today, I hope it's just to, like call shit how it is, man. Don't give motherfuckers the benefit slayed. of the doubt. Judge that, people by their actions, too. not their words. That's us too. You feel me? It's like. If I start catting. Y'all know where I stay. Get the job done. <laughs> Finish me off. I don't deserve to be here. If I ever run for president, <laughs> please take me out of my misery. Get the job done. They have hijacked my body. If y'all know I ever, where I live. I'm an alien at that point. If y'all if ever I'm see a- me endorsing the police, talking about running for president, all types of shit that is ingrained in the white supremacist system, just... Bro, you're a part of the problem, bro. Come, give me, come get me done with it. Why, Why don't, you don't we just with have with conversations with, with OPD? We can just talk to them, right? right? We've been talking for the last, you know, We've been talking for a while now, man. Fuck twelve. Talking don't get talking doesn't yield results, actions. What mean. does give results? Like
0: I think we talked about revolution, we talked about liberalism, but I think we should also talk about some solutions to this shit that we see. You feel me? Because like I don't want people to leave this room and be like, oh fuck. Y'all niggas pointed out all the problems but no solutions. Yeah, like damn, y'all niggas just leave, talking too. <laughs> leave here dumb frustrated. Weird ass niggas, man. Y'all got <laughs> the new parish and you just talked a bunch of shit didn't even get no
1: solution. So. I think <laughs> I don't know, I think think there's like hella tangible things you can do day to day. I think uh, figuring out ways in which you can be a resource yourself to your community, Um, policing ourselves, is something we could do, holding each other accountable, which is a lot of fucking work, it's tiring as hell. I think holding each other accountable, um, investing into our own communities, and that's in the sense of like, financial, that's not what I mean with investing. You see that shit a lot, right? Since Nip has died, you got niggas talking about gentrify your own hoods. And they've really co-opted Nip's
0: legacy So that's not the shit that I'm talking about Cause Nip was never talking about gentrifying your own hood Nip was talking about building your own hood And giving your people ownership over your hood Niggas
1: basically said let's do the Let let us be the oppressors instead of the white people Jay Z on another hand that nigga gentrified Brooklyn We have been over there We we, was over over there too
0: you feel me we was out in New York Yeah, But we was really walking like bro There's like a big ass Whole Foods
1: Whenever a Whole Foods pop up Rent is increasing. Y'all Ooh, niggas know.
0: Man, that <laughs> mango's
1: good though. Whatever you see a Whole Foods nigga, just know shit is about to change. Your ass about yeah. to be on the streets. For Whole Foods coming <laughs> Whenever that
0: shit get to pop it up. That shit, yeah. So when we talk about revolution, we're really talking about being for the people. You know what I'm saying? For the people and by the people. So like one of the reasons why we talked about like People's Breakfast Oakland being really aligned with the shit that we talk about right now. You feel me? Because it's one thing for us to just talk about shit. But you got to be about the, the practice of revolution, too, in your day-to-day life, whether you organize it and feed the people, or you just, you feel me? Walking on the street, you see some foul shit, and you got to intervene in some shit, you feel me? So it's like, I think, really think about, you know, we talk about the Panthers a lot, and we've learned a lot. Like We try to reject when people say, oh, y'all are similar. It's like, yeah, we've learned, but we ain't the same. We have not done nothing compared to what they've done. You feel me? But like, really just think about, like, how can you talk about revolution, but people are hungry? Like, you ain't talking about no revolution on an empty stomach. Like, in the realest sense of the word, it's like if we can't feed our people, how are we gonna go toe to toe with the biggest empire in the fucking world? You know what I'm saying? So, like, shit, we right here, you feel me? Like, really, when we be in People's Breakfast Oakland, we're like seven, eight blocks from here. You know what I'm saying? People living on the streets right now. So, it's like, what's our day to day interactions? How can we really provide for our people? You know, because it's like, if we look on the streets, it's a lot of people over the age of 60. In Oakland, is people mostly black. So it's our black elders who is out in the streets right now. You know what I'm saying? So like, if we really talking about revolution, and if we really say that black lives matter, how do we center the people most impacted by this capitalist system? You feel me? The system of racism. You know, because they can build all these sky rises, and we see them coming up right now, but you can only build forty five units of affordable housing. Like, for real. Like, that's why some people that care about us. But Libby me Sha'f, fuck her. She the mayor of and Fuck her for real. You tell her I said that.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's seen our tweets. Yeah, I'll be adding her. I'll be adding her all I'm the I'm pretty tweet. sure she's seen our tweets. I'm just hoping like not. I ain't gonna lie. The only people who might be surprised how I'm talking is my grandma and shit. <laughs> but if y'all know me, y'all know I will be talking that shit. <laughs> but shit,
0: even it, talking about revolution, it's like
1: you feel me. Like community defense is
0: important too. Cause America, man, they got all the straps. <laughs> You feel me, OPD
1: got hell with fucking straps. We will be naive to think that white folks are folks that benefit from this white supremacist society is just going to lay down and let us rise up. That's we not seen, how this shit works. we seen
0: in South Africa where they trying to take the land back from these crackers who came over and stole the land. These motherfuckers is training themselves. You feel me? Like, Israel is literally going over to South Africa to train these white people on how to keep their fucking farmland when the government is trying to take it back and give it back to the black people whose land it originally is, but they call themselves Afrikaners or whatever. Yeah, y'all got me fucked up, for real. So I was like, really thinking about revolution is like, you gotta think about defending our people. And revolution is not easy. (laughs) Ain't no revolution without no bloodshed, if we keep it a stack. But bloodshed uh, happening right now. I mean, look how the country was formed, right? Bloodshed, genocide, rape. Pillage.
1: Finishing my sentences, huh? so let me tap in. <laughs> man, I, I don't want to end it on a fucking negative note, because feel like we just better niggas sad. Like, damn, do we stand a chance? We do. It's we happened know. before. We just got to be super realistic and super tactical and honest with ourselves, man. Like, this shit ain't going to come easy. I'm telling y'all, yeah. these niggas put in 400 plus years to sustain and create this system. Y'all be naive and, stu- and stupid as hell to believe they're not going to put up 400 plus more to keep this shit sustainable, to keep this shit going. Know what I'm saying? So if we're going to talk about revolution, we're going to talk about liberation. Let's just be honest with ourselves and understand that it's going to come in a way that we're not comfortable with.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's just the reality. And it's preparing
0: for that shit, too. You know what I'm saying? So like one thing we was talking about uh, on our last episode was just like, shit, going to the range, learning how to shoot, you feel me? Having an earthquake survival programs, you feel me? Like, just being ready for earthquake, you feel me? Natural disaster. We know what happened after Hurricane Katrina. All them white militias, you feel me? California has the most... White supremacist militias than any so other let a, let another, state. Let
1: another earthquake hit and all our houses tear down and we in somebody Walmart parking lot. Um, if y'all think niggas not finna pull up on us, what, what was that in California? They just found like a thousand guns at one nigga house, one white boy house. What you with guns. a thousand
0: guns? Y'all think them was all his? No. You know the government was watching them too. Like, okay, you can keep these traps, but all right, he was probably had a plan. So the motherfuckers came in. Yeah, when the I, government stops another white man, you know that shit had to be foul.
1: <laughs> this, bro this, this shit is for real I'm telling y'all like we, we, we live in I think, I think we all in a room where it's super privileged right most of the folks I know in here like we all got something going for ourselves so we able to live in this I feel like this alternate reality where we ain't got to deal with all this shit that really always comes with being the most oppressed people right like I'm, I'm trying to tell y'all like white folks ain't letting up no time soon they not no time fucking soon
0: and some white people on press are like oppressed under this white supremacist system too, but they
1: get, they find comfort in their white skin. But like
0: uh, yeah, all may be poor, white. but I got this. But I ain't black. Yeah, <laughs> America.
2: <laughs>
0: yee haw! Like shut <sure>. up, chill. <laughs> like they really want to choose they their white skin even though they poor. They vote for Donald Trump. You feel me? But Trump ain't doing shit for them. But Trump will be like, oh. These black po- black folks is taking our jobs. Niggas stop. <laughs> That's how Trump trying to be is pin white people up against the shit, cause white people be poor too. You know, but niggas don't want to talk about that shit.
1: Because it's in white skin, bro. And be white. Y'all having a good time out there?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: Sorry, <nah. laughs>
1: Might be time. <laughs> Again, um, we're gonna open, we open it's to like a QA and a portion right now, but before we get to that, I really wanna say thank y'all. You know, thank, thank you for coming and, and supporting us. Um, again, me and this nigga started this shit. First episode in Rock Studio, the second episode in a fucking crate in West Oakland. Um, so to see us packing out a building with so many greats have touched the stage, to see so many people that I care about coming to support me and hearing us speak, I'm super grateful for this moment. Uh, i'll never forget this shit and uh, shout out to all the beautiful black people in the building thank you all for supporting us, I appreciate, um, us. Appreciate y'all.
0: Yeah, I appreciate y'all for coming out you feel me that's it is raw shit that's that hell of a black shit. you know what i'm saying man it, hell of a black don't exist without all of us you feel me and you feel me we ain't perfect either so there's something we said come talk with us you feel me come build with us you know we also uh
1: Wait, well that, that's not it. That's not it. yet. Not yet. Not yet.
0: Sometime already.
1: March. No, not yet. We about to do the Q and A. We yeah. about to go piss first. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we we about to have the Q and A. Q&A. Um, y'all welcome to stay. Me and this nigga gonna use the bathroom first, and then we are gonna open it up to the best questions.
0: Dehydrated. It's been hella fucking hot. I'm gonna sweat it
1: on my curls. It should yeah. be hella hot out here. Well, we are gonna open it up for questions. So if you have a question, uh, Whitney will help facilitate that portion. But I'm telling y'all right now, no foul shit. if y'all say something that's rooted in bigotry, we're just going to tell you off the stage. We're going to say next,
0: like that old MTV
1: show. Like, period. If, if, if it's a question that's masked as some form of bigotry, it's bad. We're not answering the shit. So but we want people to learn, too. So yeah, if you have a question. Have a question. But if you say something that we feel like is offensive <laughs> to folks, we're not answering the shit. Period. But we Point. talk
0: about it because we want to educate people at the same time. Uh, bigotry. <laughs> bigotry. He can answer the shit. I don't really do well with Bigotry. I throw shit. things.
1: So, I'm ready to do that. We're finna go piss for like five minutes and we'll be right back. And we can have a QA. Yeah.
0: Right. Thank y'all so much.